from Hollywood, almost live, it's Bruce the Gong. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. I had uh, quite the day yesterday. I woke up at about 5 a.m., which is very unusual for me, and I was just full of fire, ready to meet the day. Um, I have a series of new personal goals that I'll talk about in a minute. And uh, I wandered into my little studio here and was just looking around for my headphones. Uh, my wife got me a, a pair of really nice studio headphones. This must have been seven, eight years ago. And of course, they never leave my studio. They would have no reason to leave the studio. And I just couldn't find them. And uh, I was searching the uh, the studio high and low and then searching my house. And then at one point, I just got this very sick feeling in my gut. And I realized I had been robbed. And... Uh, a few things from some previous days just started sparking off in my mind. Um, we were away. We went to to drive uh, from Las Cruces, New Mexico, where we're living now, to Little Rock, Arkansas, to visit my wife's family. And we had a house sitter who was a you know a student of my wife's. My wife's a, a professor at a local university, and the student was coming over and watering our garden and just you know doing some house sitting for us and when we returned from the trip um, I noticed a, a few things that didn't seem quite right first of all there was a window open that has you know never been open before and I started looking around and it, it seemed to me that maybe there was some evidence that the screen had been pried open and so I was in a, in a panic that, you know, we had been robbed and my wife and I looked around the house and, you know, the TV, computer, laptops, jewelry, everything was still here. So I guess I dismissed the idea that we were robbed based on that. And then, uh, yeah, several days went by and then um, I at one point was going to go running and I wanted to use this little iPod shuffle that I had bought for my wife. My wife was out of town running a race. She's a big runner. And I couldn't find the iPod Shuffle. And I, I just thought to myself, oh, my wife must have taken it with her to run on her race and just sort of dismissed it. And then a couple of days later, I couldn't find the studio headphones. And then, then I had this sinking feeling like, okay, something happened with this house-sitting scenario. And uh, long story short, it, it indeed did. This house-sitter... I had a younger brother who was like a 16-year-old that she, that was visiting her from out of town, and she brought him over to our house on the day she was coming over here. And apparently this uh, young man has a proclivity for stealing things. And uh, during one of his trips to the bathroom, I guess he stuck his head in my studio and saw a few things, a few shiny objects that uh, he liked shoved them into his pockets or his backpack or whatever, and um, he made off with them. And then, you know, his visit to his sister ended, and now he, then he went back to his home state and uh, made off with, you know, a bunch of my things. So anyway, that was, it was an, this the entire day yesterday was spent sort of unraveling that and contacting the house sitter, who also now is in another state. 
attending a wedding with her family and you know she and i we pieced together what happened and that the brother stole the stuff and um it seems like most of the stuff was actually just in his room and he was sort of caught red-handed uh and although he won't really admit to what he did uh but anyway, so I'm doing this this podcast with uh, a backup set of headphones here and and missing some other pieces of my technology. And I was thoroughly worked up about this. I mean, those of you who've been robbed, it's, it's not a pleasant feeling to know that somebody's been rummaging through your stuff and may or may not have broken in through a window. I don't, I don't know exactly how the kid pulled it off. But um, so that was yesterday, and I had planned on doing a podcast yesterday. Obviously, I didn't do that. I spent the day figuring out who stole my stuff. But I'm back here. The the show must go on. And um, sort of just hitting the rewind button. The reason why I was so excited um, when I woke up early in the morning yesterday before finding out about the burglary um, was that my wife and I had worked out on our way back from Little Rock during the long drive. We worked out a a new system. Um, it's kind of like, you know, in the, in the spirit of a New Year's resolution, a new system as to how we were going to motivate ourselves and each other to, you know, do more creative work, to manage our time better, etc. And, um, this was inspired by a few things. In last year, in 2014, we we did a New Year's resolution that was a writing challenge. And what we did was we we set it up so we each had to do so much writing on a daily basis. And if we didn't meet these goals, we were going to have to put money into a jar that was going to uh, fund the Tea Party or some political organization that we didn't agree with. So that was going to be our you know, the thing that was going to be, um, to be avoided. And in the other jar, if we did our quote of writing, we put money in for sort of a vacation fund. And this actually worked pretty well. It worked for about nine months. And, and over the span of the first nine months of 2014, I actually did some of the best writing I've done in years, but it petered out at some point. We just, you know, we started going through the motions and we figured out little ways to sort of defeat the spirit of the thing. And then we stopped doing it. And so as we were driving home, we were sort of reflecting on, you know, why it is that setting up these artificial little systems or resolutions seems to even be necessary. Why, you know, if you want to write, if you want to do creative work, why not just do it? And if you don't do it, then that just sort of shows that where your priorities are. If you really wanted to do it, you'd do it. If you're not doing it, you don't really want to do it. But, uh, you know, as many others have discovered, this actually is uh, just an interesting phenomenon when you have a little system of accountability, a buddy system, and you're working with other people. You you can do things that um, I guess you always could have done, but you just never, you never did for whatever reason. So I actually first discovered this back in 1999, many years ago, I was with a group of people who were getting together every week to discuss literature and philosophy and spirituality. And we devised this challenge where we divide up into pairs and we would just, again, just, you know, set 
uh, a bunch of goals that for whatever reason we weren't able to accomplish on our own and have, you know, their, our partner do the same and hold each other accountable. And at the end, there'd be a winning team that, you know, followed through on the most of their challenges or something like that. And it was absolutely incredible, the results of this. I mean, I set challenges like playing guitar at an open mic, getting an article published somewhere, things that I had just wanted to do for years but just never did. And I just set them as as a goal. And then my partner sort of held me uh, accountable for the various steps to that goal. And it really just felt like it was not just something now that I wanted to do, but that I had to do, that I was really committed to doing for the sake of this other person. And it worked. I actually, you know, I played the open mic. It was a disaster and an embarrassment, but I still did it. I got the article published and a series of other things that, you know, it was five or six things that, that I had not been able to accomplish on my own for years. And that simply just having this little accountability system was all that I needed. And of course, you know, I, I didn't really learn the lesson because I, I, you know, I decided, Hey, you know, I've done these things now. I guess I don't need the system or the structure anymore. And then went back to my, to my wicked ways. So again, in 2014, I rediscovered the power of this. And then, and then again, I sort of got cocky and thought, Hey, I'm, I'm on a roll. I, I don't really need this structure in place, but, uh, my productivity has really dipped since then. So in any event, my wife came up with this new system. I'm calling it the creative work economy. And basically, it was inspired by um, a few podcasts that I listened to recently. One was an interview with Maria Popova, who um, does the Brain Pickings blog. And she was talk was asked by uh, one of her readers, you know, what sort of the secret of creative creativity is or creative genius or greatness. And she really distilled it down to the simple act of showing up every day to do the work. Um, you, you know, you need a deep love of the work to fuel this, but it's really about consistency, just showing up every day and doing the work, whether or not it's sexy or glamorous or a struggle or you're feeling in the zone or not, you still show up every day and you do the work consistently. And there was another uh, podcaster that I admire by the name of Dan Carlin, who does the Hardcore History podcast. And he was being interviewed and, and asked about how, how he's able to be so productive. And he basically said the same thing. It's just about showing up every single day, doing the work, whether you want to or not. And of course, this is something I've I've always known, but again... For some reason, on my own, left to my own devices and demons, I'm not able to pull this off. So we set up the system that is going to start tomorrow. And again, I'm calling it the creative work economy. So in my case, in my wife, we're going to define these terms differently depending on what our goals are. But there's basically two categories in this system. One is the work. So in my case, the work is going to be these creative projects that I want to be doing more of, but somehow have not found a way to do more of. So it's going to be writing and podcasting and uh, song recording, musical recording. So those are the three things that I want to do more of and that um, I haven't been doing more of. And those are, are going to be what's 
called The Work for me. My wife is going to have, you know, she's working on getting tenure, so The Work is going to be publishing articles or something for her. The other category of activity in the system is distractotainment, which is mostly electronic uh, screen-based distractions that act in a, a real zero-sum fashion against doing the work. So these are going to be, distractotainment is going to be the unnecessary time-sucking activities, um, things that really dull the mind or kill the creative spirit, and in general just compete for the precious time resources with uh, the creative work that you want to do. So for me, there are many of these things that would go in the distractotainment category. That's, you know, social media uh, stuff like Facebook and Twitter, you know, looking at um, soccer highlights has been a vice of mine, um, watching soccer games on TV, watching Netflix in the evening with my wife. These are these things are going to be the distractotainment um categories of activities and and the basic concept is that uh you're going to have to well you can't engage in these distractotainment activities for free anymore you're going to have to purchase the time using tokens and these tokens are earned through doing the creative work so we're going to start off with a ratio of two to one and see how that goes. But basically means you need to do an hour of creative work in order to earn a token that's worth 30 minutes of distractotainment. So if my wife and I want to watch a 40-minute episode of The X-Files on Netflix in the evening, we just can't do that unless each of us has 40 minutes worth of distractotainment tokens to spend and um, that would mean that we would need to work do creative work 80 minutes of creative work to have earned that and um, there's going to be you know a few a few caveats but um, given the amount of distractotainment that I indulge in this is going to be actually fairly difficult because I'm just so habitually used to scanning my social media and and looking at these things. I'm going to have to track these now very vigilantly. Every time I look at something, it's going to count against what I'm doing. And, and I can't do it even to begin with unless I have some money in the bank, so to speak. And this is going to be a Monday through Friday thing. And for me, there's going to have to be some tweaks because I, you know, I already was trying to think through this system and realizing some of my old habits, for instance... If I find one of my creative work projects more difficult than the others, like let's just say podcasting is something I'm struggling with, then what I'll, I'll tend to do is do the other ones, like writing and musical recording, all the time as a way to sort of escape the thing I'm struggling against. So I'm going to have to set this thing up so that uh, as of right now, it'll be Monday will be writing. That's the, you know, I have to do a minimum of an hour every day. If I don't do the minimum of at least one hour, I'm going to incur a penalty and lose actually 30 minutes worth of distractotainment tokens. So if I just don't do anything 
it's not like it's going to be a wash. And I, I just, it's not a matter of just not earning some. I'm going to lose. There's going to be a penalty. So I need to do at least an hour. And then if I do an hour, I'll earn 30 minutes. And anything more that I do, I, I have this, uh, you know, two hours of creative work gets me one, one hour's worth of distractotainment tokens. So on Mondays, I have to do a minimum of an, of an hour of creative writing. On Wednesdays, I have to do a minimum of an hour of musical recording. On Fridays, a minimum of one hour of podcasting. And then anything else I do more than that just earns me some more stuff. And any distractotainment stuff I indulge in is going to just, you know, subtract from the sum, whatever I've sort of earned. And if I have nothing, then I just, I cannot indulge in those things. Every day, my wife and I will sort of check in with each other and see how we're doing and make sure we're, we're adding up the tallies. For me, Tuesdays and Thursdays will be open days where I could work on any of those three projects, depending on what's, you know, I'm having the most momentum doing. And that's basically it. I mean, not every activity is going to be part of this creative work economy. Um, there's going to be some things that are exempt, like listening to podcasts while I'm exercising or doing chores. That's not going to count against me. That's not something I'm looking to decrease. I tend to listen to, you know, educational and interesting things while I'm doing chores. And that's not something I'm, you know, trying to get rid of. Whereas the, the stractotainment stuff, I am trying to get rid of. So it's, you know, it's one of these things where I want to do more creative work. I want to do less distractotainment. So having those two things connected seems like it might be really interesting. So, and you know, there'll be some other exemptions. Like I said, the weekends for now, we're not really going to include in this because we want to be as realistic as, as we can. We don't want to set ourselves up to fail or to quit. Vacations would be exempt. But our basic Monday through Friday life is going to be structured around this. Now, of course, I have other things. I've got two semesters of graduate school after I'm going to have a lot of schoolwork and my internship and all this. Other. None of this is tied to the creative work economy. School papers, that has nothing to do with this. That's just life that I'm going to have to deal with. This is uh, simply a way to boost the creative work and uh, minimize the distractotainment and everything else, chores, uh, grad school in my case, any sort of work, that none of that's going to be impacted. That's all going to have to be done. So anyway, we'll see how this works. I think it's going to be fun and interesting. You know, like I said, it's worked in the past, so why wouldn't it um, work now? And I'm, I'm really excited about it. So tomorrow being Monday, it'll be the beginning of this. And I guess we'll use just coins as the token. So one cent equals one distractotainment minute. So, you know, you have to have uh, a dollar in there to, um, or whatever, 60 cents for, for 60 minutes, that sort of thing. And we'll, you know, we'll maybe write up a spreadsheet or something. But um, so in a way, yeah, it seems silly that you'd even have to go through all this. I mean, why not just just get up and do the work? But, you know, I've been trying that non-system <laughs> since uh, since about September of 2014. And it's just not it's not working effectively. I continually fall into um the habits of distraction that sort of keep me from doing the work. So I'm going to give this a shot and, uh, I'll, you know, I'll update.
everybody uh, on the podcast here, which I'm going to be working on at least every Friday for an hour or so. Um, and we'll see if it increases my productivity. I mean, the summer's over here, uh, basically officially today for me. And, you know, I got a few things done. If I'm going to sort of look back, I, I started a couple of podcasts and, you know, but I just, I could have done a lot more. I really indulged in a ton of frivolous, uh, electronic entertainment stuff. So, um, this, I hope, even though things are going to get busier for me from here on in, because I'm going to have my internship, my graduate school courses, comprehensive examinations, all kinds of other stuff going on. I have a feeling I'm going to even be more productive in my creative projects, despite uh, the fact I'll be busier, because I really think that this creative work economy thing is going to, it's going to work. Um, as long as my wife and I just stick with it. And that's the thing. Um, just having her and checking in with her every day, I think, you know, it worked for nine months last time. So we're, we, hopefully we improved the system and it's gonna be something that maybe can last longer than nine months. And maybe, you know, I mean, you think maybe it could last forever or maybe you just don't need to do it anymore. But I, I have a feeling having a structure or a system in place just based on, on prior experience is important that if you, you drop that, it's just a matter of time before bad habits creep in. So it's nice to have a, a system to sort of keep you on track, but we'll see. Um, day one begins tomorrow and I'll, I'll check in with everybody next time. And, uh, yeah, have a great week and we'll talk to you then. Bye.